I should say, welcome back everyone to the CrossFit Buff podcast. Here I am once again, finally, with possibly the most requested guest we've had. Every time I put up the kind of a little, who do you want to hear on the podcast, this name comes up. It's the one and only Roger Harrison. Hello. Thank you for having me. I find that very hard to believe, but thank you. You you may find it hard to believe, but I tell you every time I ask, it's like, oh, I'd love to hear what Roger's got to say. So here you are. Now, before we get into all of this, because I've got probably a lot of questions for you, um, as a a more matured athlete, thank you. you. Go, I'm sure you value a good warm up before you start any activity. Okay. So with the podcast, we always like to ask a few warm up questions just to ease into it. And the first question I ask every guest is peanut butter, crunchy, smooth, or covered in chocolate? Uh, I don't like peanut butter, and I don't eat, haven't eaten chocolate for 60 years. So I used to love chocolate, and I used to have a Mars bar or a Bounty bar every day. And then one day, I was at, when I was 15, I was at water polo practice, with, and my friend Norman came in with no teeth. And I was so shocked. I said, what's happened? He said, I ate too many sweets and chocolates, had lost all my teeth. And by that time, my parents had false teeth, which is quite common in those days, before fluoride. And so I just stopped eating chocolate and sweets, and I've never eaten them since. So it's 60 years now. And when you add it up, if I ate a Mars bar a day, that's 20,000 Mars bars that I haven't eaten. So I don't miss it. I don't want chocolate at all don't want sweets at all and i don't eat much sugar either so and i still have got my teeth they're full of fillings but that was how it was in but they're yours in the <laughs> 50s so yeah they're all mine so I, and what i do love now is if there's anybody that doesn't know who you are because they've not met you and they or maybe they're new to the box and they don't know who you are already they're starting to run numbers in their head <laughs> right. goes, hold on did he say 50 years he hasn't eaten chocolate did he say it was 50 60 years 60 years, 60 sorry, 60 years. Eaten chocolate. So, uh, so i was born at the virtual moment that hitler got married in the bunker so i i was born just about during the war but then it ended about a week later so oh, they must have heard you'd been born they <laughs> must have done yes yeah, so, um, oh wow i mean I'm, I'm jumping ahead for probably the main the main topics, but it is interesting to note that you're, you know, you're still active, you're still doing CrossFit, you 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 have an active life, and you haven't eaten chocolate and sugar and stuff for for sixty, 60 years. years. Yeah, I'm wondering. I'm going to go on a limb and assume there may be a correlation of these two these two things, but we'll get to that. Okay, so but no peanut butter as well. You're one of those. No, that's don't that's like fine. it. Don't like, like peanuts it. and I like nuts, but I don't. You when just they don't need them yeah, smashed don't, together. Don't like yeah. them mashed okay. Um, right. I'm, I'm just going to jump to my final warm up question now because I'm, I'm eager to get into the discussion. When we eventually make the CrossFit Bath movie, right? Who would you like them to cast to play you? Oh, that's very hard. Uh, uh, the only person I could think of is the person who plays. Tristan in um no Siegfried Siegfried in All Creatures Great and Small which is Sam West because Claire my wife always wanted me to wear a tweed suit and, and wellies and be a look like a farm vet but I said I can't smoke the pipe so I'm not gonna do it but that's that's like if I can't be. go all in then there's no yeah, point I'd I... have a tweed three-piece suit <laughs> okay now I've gone in a different direction for my casting because I 
I didn't used to do this. And then people struggled so much that I started to do a bit of casting myself as well. So for you, and I kind of had two, two different directions to go in. And then your little, when I asked you just to test the microphone and the nice soliloquy that we got, I was like, oh, I should have gone the other, I should have gone for like an Anthony Hopkins or someone like that. Oh. Somebody very kind of, I went the other way because I was just thinking more about how active you are it, it, later in life anyway. So you're uh, thinking Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Dwayne the Rock Johnson, yes. How did you know? <laughs> I was going to go for Dick Van Dyke. Oh, dear. Because I think even when he's, like, if you see him now, he's still quite he's physical. Still, he still does his own... a tap dance exactly. in Mary Poppins too, didn't he? There you he? go, you see. Yeah. So, um, okay. Very I can't do the Cockney answers. accent, but... Neither can he. No. <laughs> there we go. Um, okay, Roger, let, let's jump into where do we, where do we begin? Uh, I suppose my, my first question then would be, so I know you've already kind of had a bit of a sporty background because you mentioned water polo, first of all. So we will get back to that. But I'm really curious to know how you found CrossFit, first of all. Well, it was through my son, who is a CrossFit addict, and he's done it for about 10 years, maybe longer. And the reason I did it was when I had my hip replacement, which is now eight years ago, the first time I went skiing after day one, I couldn't walk down the stairs, couldn't physically do it. And my muscles were all wasted and I was just a wreck. So he said, why didn't you try CrossFit? And I said, I hate the gym because I'd been with him once to another gym. And he said, well, CrossFit's different and you do classes. So I came and I met Shax and Bex and Sam, from, who's now at Trowbridge. And they were brilliant. And I loved it from day one. And I really liked it. And I got my strength back. I've been skiing since then. I think if I hadn't done it, I would have had to give up work. It's that was that bad. I'd lost, I was saying to you earlier, I'd lost a stone in weight. And uh, it was just muscle mass. And I was just very, very weak. And now it's much, much better. Wow. I mean, that is quite incredible isn't it because i think i i think as well with with crossfit because of like in the last couple of years there's been a shift and people have focused on kind of like this is crossfit and also this is crossfit and it's not just the games it's yes. you know but for a long time that has been the focus or or people have kind of crossfit's quite extreme and it's sort of you know the the, the pinnacle of fitness sort of thing whereas actually it's the the methodology can be applied to everyone and it can just improve yeah, for life. me, it was just rehabilitation from hip replacement and getting back to... I played squash till I was 68, but when my hip went, it went very suddenly and hurt so much I was actually working on one leg. So I was standing on one leg for about three months and I had a disabled badge and um, I was hopeless. And so I would have definitely had to give up work. And there's quite a lot of lifting in my work. For instance, today I had to lift up quite a big dog, post 30 kilo dog, and I can just do it very, very easily. Yeah. I, I think that's the great thing when we, again, we throw, you know, throw around the words functional fitness and things like that. And, but that's a perfect example because, you know, what's the difference? Between, well, there is a difference, but picking up, you know, that, that dog off the floor and putting it up on a, on a, on a I was going to say counter bench. Yeah. I, operating I table operating table there yes. we go i don't know the terminology uh but you know picking up a, a kettlebell and putting it back on the on the shelf or you know deadlifting a barbell with some weight on it, it it's all 
the, yeah, the function so it's is mainly, there, right? It's mainly for fun. It started as functional, but it's, I also enjoy it. I love it. And, and after a day's work, if I do it at the end of the day, I think I get the endorphins and I feel much better. I feel better for it. And also, I like the company and I like the... Because when I had to give up rugby, when I hurt my... I tore my cliche and I had to give up rugby. And that was the last team game I played. And this is more like a team game than the squash I did, which was just one-to-one. So it's it's a nice community. And we went for a walk last uh, New Year's Day and it was brilliant. It was really nice to talk to everybody and they there's nobody standoffish. There's nobody sort of with massive egos. And I just really like everybody that you see. It's funny because it's like you tick all the boxes when we talk, to, when, whenever I talk to people and sort of like, what, you know, what is it about CrossFit that you like or what brought you in? And it's someone like, oh, you know, it's, I, yeah, I didn't like the gym because it was sort of it's too boring. It's bo- yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's bo- you know, I like the class structure or oh, it's the community. I just like, spend, or, you know, or it was, oh, it really helped me in life because I was, you know, told I wouldn't be able to lift anything heavier than this. And, and you like across the board are just sort of ticking all of those boxes of the things that have drawn you. And I suppose that's why you're still doing it. How long have you been doing it, by the way? Uh, seven years. Now. Seven years. Yeah. Wow. And I mean, you, you've put that weight on that you, that you'd lost yeah, yeah ha- have you found as well because i think i i guess it's because i didn't ask exactly how old you are i should 76 76 yeah because I, I i think that you you speak to people they kind of get to a point where they just feel like well now i i cannot progress anymore i can only well, like it's, it's all downhill and this was what i wanted to I ask think, i think i've sort of peaked on my weights to some extent because I've got very poor mobility in my wrists so I can't do uh, snatches at all Uh, I can do front squats but it's nowhere near my shoulders so that's quite hard but my deadlifts have I haven't increased that for a couple of years maybe a year Um, but other things I did a took me three years to do a toaster bar and it took me five years to do a handstand but we don't do them now because it's hard to do them when you're in your little box in the class. So um, it was easier when it was all just milling about. You could go and do a handstand. Well, there's a lot of toes to bar today if you want. Oh. There are. There's well, 20 minute you know, AMRAP with limited. six. I don't think, I don't think uh, 20 minutes I could keep going. It's okay. Well, I can't do the kipping either. I've tried it. I just haven't got the shoulder mobility to do it. Yeah. And, and, and I, I guess that's where the kind of the infinitely scalable um, idea behind CrossFit and how everything can be adapted comes in. And it, and it is, I, I guess, uh, again, it's interesting. It's why it's really fascinating to talk to you because it's very different from the majority of the conversations I've had or, you know, not just on the podcast, but when I talk to people that do CrossFit in general or, or maybe, you know, try want want to become competitive in crossfit or things like that yeah, i don't want to be competitive oh don't worry about it. you're you will me. never be you you and i will commentate while they they can do what they want but, but what i mean is i think for most people when they think of like scaling a movement or it's sort of like you know oh i i don't have the kipping yet i'm going to get kipping that's my goal kind of thing. or i'm scaling this until i get to that next one whereas i, I feel like for you you're kind of like well i know that you know my body has certain Kind of it's, got choke to, points. it's got limits. Yeah, I'll uh, never uh, be a runner because I've got no cruciate ligament in my left knee. So I, after a few hundred meters, I've, I've 
I've had it. So I won't be a runner. But there's other things you can do. They always give me a bike or a rowing machine. And, and I think if you come in with that, though, and you say, well, I know that you know, I'm, I'm not going to start kipping this movement, therefore doing that many of this thing, but I am going to do this strict, and, uh, you know, and I'm going to eventually get my toes to bar or whatever it may have been. And I imagine when you, you know, when you hit that. It was brilliant. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. So I do get things, moments where I'm pleased, but I'm pleased every time I come. I love it every time I come. I think as well for for you, and, and it's not just, you know, I think, you know, we, we, we always say this as well. It's kind of like that person that does their first ever squat with a, with an empty barbell, but it's that first squat, you know, hitting, hitting depth, doing it, you know, torso upright and, and they get this huge cheer because it was sort of like that was such a moment for them. And the other side of the room, someone is doing, you know, triple body weight back squat and they're getting a huge cheer because what they're like, we all motivate one another and it's, and it's very different. But I think with you, you motivate everyone <laughs> when you're oh, here. Thank you very because, much. I mean, we've, we have worked out together. I think we've even done a like a partner workout together in I the think past. We have. And I've, I tell you what, like it's it's humbling. Oh, <laughs> with you. I never like to let anyone down. So I, I, but I don't mind being slower than the other person. But when I come with my wife, she always says, "Oh, you must be my partner," because I don't want to show anybody up. I don't want to hold anyone back. So I always partner her. But um, otherwise, I I would partner anybody. What I, what I also like, though, you know, the fact your son got you in, I think is great. And then I think having you on the podcast now to talk about your experience and um, I guess the position you were in when you started, because you were sort of saying that, you know, you just had this, yeah, this very, hip replacement. Weak. Really weak. Because I think there is also this idea sometimes that, you know, I mean, within our box, and I don't know for sure, and we were discussing this off pod um, with regards to maybe who's the oldest in the box we've. We think it might be you, but yeah, I'm sure we don't me. know. I'm absolutely Maybe there's a, a secret person that no. hides at the back of the class. But I, I think, you know, but, but you're not alone when you look at like the global scale. We see different, yes. you know, yeah. masters athletes around the, you know, around They're the globe sometimes. But quite often, I, I think there's even someone sitting at home seeing that, you know, I might try to encourage my grandparents, for example, or my mum even yeah. be like, well, look, you could do CrossFit. And it's this kind of, well, probably those that are doing it that are older are were already you know specimens before they began right they were already super yeah, well, spoiled they were into the but but I I, really but that's great right because that that's where you can tell someone who is struggling with their you know physical capabilities for what maybe because they've had a, a surgery or a fall or whatever it may have been and you can you can motivate and say well look you can do this and, and it's nice to you know not just be able to stick on a netflix documentary and go well yeah okay this is like the peak expression of this fitness this is the games it's you can scare but to be able to show someone like you and say well look this is this is roger and he you know he had, had a hip replacement and he was you know in a lot of pain before that he started he you know he gained back the weight that he'd lost he's getting stronger he's he's still doing it now and then all the benefits that you mentioned that it's you know the... yeah and i would like to still do it when i'm 80 it would be it would be good so it's only three years time so i'm not gonna let you stop if i hear if i even hear a whisper that, that roger's thinking of walking away you're banging on your door i think how, how could you oh, good okay. we, we need you here to motivate us um 
I would like to travel back in time a little bit because in the brief chat we've had, I've heard mention of, uh, was it water polo initially? Then I think you've mentioned squash. You've mentioned rugby. So I'm guessing you've always been someone... I ha- I've always been sporty. My dad was a sports teacher and he was at the school where I went to school. My mum was very sporty. She played cricket for Sheffield. So, and my sister played cricket for Sheffield as well. I played cricket for Sheffield once, but I played for Sheffield women, which was bizarre because I rubbish at cricket, and which I proved on the day I got roped in. I was about 16 and they were one short and I was, had to go and watch and they roped me in and I was the worst player on the, on the field. I was terrible. I hate cricket, but I loved rugby. I love water polo. I love swimming. I learned to swim when I was about two because my dad could let us in the baths, uh, the school baths. Um, and so I did that and I then played squash and that was the only one I could continue with because the others are for younger people and, and I also got injured. So um, it was very hard to play rugby with no cruchet. And so um, I never had it repaired because I used to repair it. Well, I still do repair it on dogs and it looks so brutal. I didn't fancy it on myself. So sure, I never I've had, had it done. never thought of that. Uh, no, it was, that it was does quite that for a living as well. But my hip, I had to have done, and that's even more brutal. They they really sweat doing that, and so anyway, I had that. I had to have that done. But my yeah, my family was all really very sporty, and I loved it. In fact, I did it more than academic work, really. So I struggled to get into university because I was too busy doing doing busy swimming, fun. And yeah. badminton, and I did sport twice a day every day till I was about 19 so um that was my my history of it but not to any great standard just all right well it's interesting because you mentioned like you enjoyed you know what you enjoyed from rugby was that kind of being on a team yes I love team sports more than individual sports yeah I think that is one of the things like CrossFit is funny because you know even though it's not how I word this obviously there is the sport of CrossFit that you see competitions and the games and things like that but within the class you know it's it's a a fitness methodology over a, a sport and and it's also apart from you know if it's a, a partner one generally it's it is individual in the sense that you are working on your own but it's because of this little, like class structure yeah it's very good camaraderie and people will will say well done doing that or I see you did that many weight those weights that's brilliant and i say that to other people and it's i love that and i think something i've heard from um other people is the idea that like nobody's ever on the bench in crossfit no. because you go to the class and no. you know it's like well, nobody's I, left I, out yeah oh, i can't lift that weight well don't worry about that you're going to lift this weight or you know i can't do that movement don't worry you're going to do this move so it doesn't matter you can all be involved and, and you get the same camaraderie and that yeah kind of, absolutely yeah oh it's nice so I guess that's why you've stuck with it then. Yes, yes. And uh, I would miss it. If I didn't come, I would really miss it. Do you think there is a a wall where maybe someone is going to say, well, I don't think I could, you know, like, I, I'm thinking, I'm thinking to the people listening that are thinking about their relatives or loved ones that, be, and, and the reason I say that is like, you know, the, the, there's kind of the, 
the joke that it's really too true to be funny of like if you do crossfit you tell everyone you do crossfit you tried to you we never stopped talking about crossfit we tried to get people to do it and, and obviously like you might have a friend that you're like oh you'd love crossfit it'd be really good but when we think of maybe our loved ones and like your experience of how it you know oh if i hadn't started doing crossfit i probably wouldn't be working now and it's kind of we probably want to motivate people we care about to get involved to do this because we know it will improve the quality of their life I'm guessing if I'm just wondering if from your experiences, how would you approach that? How would I think you I them? could if there was CrossFit where my sister lives, I think I could get her to do it. And she's going to be 80 this year, um, but she swims every day. And since I did CrossFit, she started doing she does Chichi Gonzalez kettlebells on a video. And she started off with two kilos because she's really little. And now she's doing eight kilos, whizzing them about, you know, which is really good for her. She's quite small. It's quite well, she's very old. So um, she does really well. And so I don't, because there's no CrossFit gym where she lives, she does that and she's quite happy doing that. So, um, but other people I know who are my sort of age, some of them are too, they've gone, they're too past it to do it. Or if they're very heavy, it's quite hard. It's quite hard to motivate somebody to, to do it if they've never done sport before. Yeah, I was thinking that when, you know, again, when, when we started going through some of the uh, <laughs> the numerous sports that you'd been involved in and played, I guess that does give you a, a nice foundation. Yes, to get yeah. Into it. And having done squash in my 60s, it was, it meant I was aerobically fit then. And I walked probably an hour a day because I walked to work and back twice, walk home for lunch and so it's 15 minutes up a very steep hill. I do that every day. So that's good. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm similar to, similar to you. This sounds stupid saying similar to you, <laughs> but like, I, I, for a lot of the, you know, a lot of the years when I was living abroad, I just wasn't in a situation to be able to pay to go to a gym or to, to you know, do any kind of programmed fitness. But like, especially when I was living in Venice, I just would have by by nature have oh, to walk it's everywhere. A place to live, well, wonderful, nice, nice place to visit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, to, to go into work every day was but it meant yeah just walking over bridges really yes. all day. and yeah and i you know i kept in shape just by by doing that i think if you keep moving about and you don't just sit in a chair all the time yeah um it's good i i, I that that's it really isn't it is that just kind of inactivity i was listening to michael mosley on the radio i don't know if you know him but he was saying the best thing you can do if you do nothing else is stand up and if you're watching television, stand up every half an hour because the gravity just helps your uh, muscles work and your proprioception. And you're not just slumped. And even astronauts, because they are weightless, they lose massive amount of muscle, even though they work out apparently two hours a day. They still lose muscle, they lose aerobic capacity because they're not fighting gravity. And if you're moving about or you're standing, you're fighting gravity and it's good, good thing to do. Well, I, I always like the kind of when you when you can basically break down an exercise and say, well, you can do You know, it's like someone saying, well, I can't squat. I said, well, do you sit down in a chair? Yes. Or do you stand up from that chair? Yes. That's pretty a much squat. a squat, isn't yes. it, really? Do you know? So it's that kind yeah. of, I, I think sometimes that's what you need to do is just show people that it's, it is all about functioning in, in, in life and having a better quality of, of life, especially I think as you it get gives older. you a better quality of life, yeah. We have a reunion of my uh, student, people I was at university with every five years. And the last time 
we met was just before COVID shut down. And I was shocked how old everybody was. It was quite horrifying. In fact, I one time I didn't recognize my flatmate who I'd lived with for five years, didn't know who it was. He just looked like a, a really old man, uh, very heavy. He had been alcoholic, but he looked terrible. And it just, that just gave me a short bit of a shock as well. Yeah, that'll, that'll spur you on when you're on the assault It does, bike. yeah. <laughs> if I ever I got fed up and didn't want to come, I'd just think of that, think of them. And they've all given up. I'm the, there's only two of us left working out of 70. And I, maybe because they don't need to. But I still love it. I enjoy what I do and I would hate to give it up. I wouldn't like to not have that structure to my day. And I suppose the CrossFit is a bit of a structure as well. I would hate not to have that. But do, have they ever said anything to you like on the flip side of that, that when they see you, well, how, one of how them, surprised they are? One of them said I look like the carer for an old people's home. And they were the old people, so, which was quite nice. That's home. nice, right? Yeah. It's such a weird compliment, but it, it is, is a weird. compliment. Yes, yeah, it was. I, I wanted to go back to your kind of starting CrossFit, and I suppose over the last couple of years, while while you've been doing CrossFit, because obviously you've mentioned like mobility is a is an issue. Yes, that, that I, I guess it's just it is an issue, right? It's it's not a oh, cause, well, it's because you don't work on your like if mobility is an issue for me, generally it's because I haven't worked on it, right? Yes, but you do get to a certain point where it's yeah, just, I it's can't just bend an issue. more than. A certain point but I, I wondered if there were other elements because you know again the great thing about crossfit is it it involves so many different types of of movement and and you know there's barbell work and there's dumbbell work and there's gymnastics work when you started were there things that were like oh I, this you know or maybe not this this is going to be too much for me or were you quite happy to no, just... No, I was quite happy to get... Well, I couldn't do box jumps at all. I could jump onto a weight plate. And I, the sight of a 20-inch box looked terrifying. And then I could do it. But then after I did one workout when I did 50, and my knee had just gone. So I do, I do step-ups now. So it just wrecked Probably my knee. Probably wise. Which is sensible. So I can't jump. I can't do jump over a barbell, for instance. I can jump over it, but I can't land. I have to land on one leg. So that's a bit pointless. So when I when they do bar, burpee barbells, I just do the burpees. I mean, I think you're getting the better deal there, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> we did the one the other day. Oh, I don't what it was. was it oh, jumping over Tuesday. the stick. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't land from that height. No. I would just, it just be yeah. a wreck. I'd, I'd never done it before. It's very high to land. It, it's really, it's really weird as well. It feels I, I I mean, I suppose for some yeah, people, they would say... if you jump on a box, the landing is a couple of inches. Yeah. Whereas if you jump off the box, but the same height, it's 20, 24 inches. Or 30. Or some people were as, doing 30. Were you doing 30? I was oh, well, doing, yeah. well, you know, a, a tall guy like me, how yeah. could I not be doing 30? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, but it's... Wow. And I think the first couple of, of jumps... Because actually, I found as the rounds went on, it got easier because I, you, your brain started to kind of click on, oh, this is... Because I think when I first, the first couple... It looks impossible. Well, the first couple I just did it as I'm like, well, I can do a 30-inch box jump. So I just jumped as if I was jumping onto yes. the box. Yeah. But you go kind of over the stick and then you're like, oh, there's no box. And you you, you, have to you sort of fall down. And then as soon as you realize, oh, you can kind of tuck and, you know, tuck your knees a bit and, and put your feet to one side and drop down. It was, it just felt a bit, a bit easier. But yeah, okay. I, I, I was just curious if, because I, I know, again speaking to different ones they've maybe come in and they're like oh, i used to do a lot of running before i started crossfit and it was like the barbell that was 
so intimidating. Uh, no, but now I love the barbell. I didn't find anything intimidating. I think that's down to the coaching. I think the coaching's very good and they encourage you to do stuff and make it easy and if you can't do it you get you go lighter so it's good well then let's just stick on that for a second i won't keep you too long but we'll just stick on that for a second with regards to coaching because again i i think of getting people like to see the value of going to a crossfit box and not just sort of encouraging maybe a bit of movement how how have you found the coaches because obviously you've, you've mentioned there are certain things that you you just can't do and you need scaling options so over the years how have you found the coaches in providing you know alternatives that you can do and things that will work excellent. for you i found them excellent i i always go at the front i don't know if you n- ever noticed that but it's because i can't see the board very well and also i can't hear very well so i have slight deafness issues so i always go near the front but i can always hear them and they they give me very good scaling options i've never had something that i thought god i can't do this i've not a hope so i it's very good can't fault it yeah because i think again you know i'm I'm trying to trying to put myself in the shoes of a listener maybe that is i think you know we can try and encourage our family members maybe oh we can do a little bit of exercise together and that but kind of unless you know all right, well, this movement is stimulating this. And if you can't do that, how can we get the similar stimulus, but in a way that's not going to you know, blow up your knee or whatever, whatever issue yes. they might have. So having the coaches there, it's just such a good touch point to be like, I can't do this because of this, but I can do fitness. What can I do? And, and then they can kind of fill in, fill in that gap, can't they? So that's a, that's yeah, a good Yeah, even option. on Zoom, I did all the Zoom classes right through the lockdown. And I, even that was good. I did one with uh, Fen, and there was just her and me, and she was dressed as Joe Exotic from Tiger King. So that was interesting. I said, "Do you want? Do you want to give up? Because I'm there's only me here." And she said, "No, no, no, no. do it." So it was yeah, you wish individual give up. <laughs> trainer. Well, if I was doing it on my own, I would give up after ten minutes. You know, if I was at home trying to do a workout that I've done at because um, I've got some of the kit at home now, you just can't do it. It oh, just no. gets boring and you get tired. Whereas if you're here, you carry on because everybody's doing it and it encourages you. A hundred percent. That's why I do CrossFit. Uh, I am, I'm absolutely the kind of person that would be like 10 rounds. Yeah, no problem. And eight rounds in, I'd be like, I mean, I think eight rounds is enough to be honest. Yes. And I'd stop there. I would never stop in a class. If somebody is watching me, there's no, no way I would never stop. So I've never stopped so far. Yeah. I mean, and that's a lot more impressive you saying that than uh. me saying that, to be honest. <laughs> People will agree. <laughs> Final thought then, because I know you, you not only are you great at, at staying on podcasting, but you also have to do your own fitness today. So you've got the class soon. So I won't keep you much longer. I have a final question is, do you still have goals with regards to kind of where you want, where you'd like to see your fitness going or, or is it no, more just? No, I'm just, I'm, I'm pleased with the level I'm at. I've, I know I'll never do a double under and I've tried lots and lots of times. It'll never happen. Um, but I'm glad I can skip. I couldn't skip when I came. So I, don't have any long-term goals except to keep going and to keep working and that's if i can do those two things i'll be very very happy and you know and as we said at the start at least until you're 80 we can't oh at least yeah i've got to have yeah. my 80th yeah um, i mean i see 90 as an achievable thing but let's let's yeah, we'll start with 80 and then we'll work i don't know when i'll finish work either you know whether that's 80 or not or i just want to go on till i can't do it anymore or till i have to give up and and you know we circle back to this again but i think i think that's incredible and i think that's 
for people that are like, well, I don't really like the gym or I don't care about, the gym. you know, I don't, I, I don't need to go to the gym to be, you know, like whatever it is in their mind, they perceive the reason people go to the gym. But I think this is of all the things you said, this is the one that keeps kind of ringing a little bell in my head. It's just like, oh, I love my job. And if I'm not physically fit enough, I can't do my job. So I do this and it lets me keep doing this thing I love. And I just, I think like, well, there you go. That's Yeah, it's a really good reason. And I'm pleased to have that as a reason. But I think if I did have to give up my job for some other reason, I would still come to CrossFit. Oh, you'd have more time. I would. I'd come twice <laughs> come a day. come and join us at the 10.30 class. Yeah, yes. yeah. Not the six in the morning class. Well, no, no one's that mad. No. <laughs> Can you imagine being retired and then deciding, well, anyway, I'm still going to come at six o'clock in the morning. Yes, oh, I think that that's another crazy. level of dedication yes. that should not exist. No, I'm not that dedicated, <laughs> but I do love it. Wise. Well, thank you so much for making time that's to come right. on. I think it's been a lovely chat. Hopefully people have enjoyed it. Um, I will let you go now so that you can enjoy a repeat of uh, 20.2, whatever it is we're doing today. There's some skipping in there for oh, you, hurrah. so you get to do that. There's some toes to bar, and there's some horrible thrusters. Okay. So, wow. All my so, favourites. Suddenly the podcast doesn't look so bad, does it? No. <laughs> this was the nice uh, part of the day. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Roger. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Jason. Uh, and we'll see you all next week. <laughs>